On today's show, we have Savannah McCann from Baseball America to talk about some of the prospects down in the farm for the Washington Nationals. And we also are going to talk about some of the young, bright pieces on this Nationals team currently. We'll get to that right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in all caps in that game. And if it's your first time tuning in, I'm Ryan Clary, host of the Locked On Podcast Network, or not host of the Locked On Podcast Network, host of Locked On Nationals on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day. And as I said in the intro, we have Savannah McCann from Baseball America joining us now. And Savannah, you heard me botch that. I said I was the host of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's spring training for everyone, right? We're still adjusting. We're getting used to it. Cold weather's coming out. New weather's coming in. We all get to start over again. Stats I know. <laughs> I think I think it's just for the mere fact that it's so nice out today, and it's just throwing me off completely. I don't want to be hunkered in inside, but we have business to do. We have to talk about this Nationals farm system. And Savannah, you're with Baseball America, which I believe you guys are the best site to get the best prospect news and notes and the rankings. And you guys are really high on our guy, James Wood, right now sitting in the top 10 of your prospect group there. Can you tell us a little bit about James Wood and what he brings to the table for this national scene? When we first heard about James Wood, it was one of those things where everyone's like, he could be, you know, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. I'm like, okay, come on. (laughs) A little bit like, no, we're being serious. This is a guy that has the talent to be an all-time great, a perennial all-star. And you're like, okay, well, let's see how he performs. And he performs as advertised. And you're like, oh my gosh, these scouts might actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> and he might be as good as advertised. He's already flashing all five tools. I mean, this is my crazy prediction of the year, but like, he could reach AAA in his first season. Mm-hmm. He's that talented to see somebody that when you have that high of expectations and they're already panning out, it's early. I know things can change, but so far it's been one of those things where you have to look around and be like, is this real life? Is he really as good as we thought it was going to be? And, and that that is the real portion of it as well. It's like James Wood. You know, I think in here, I'm going to pair these two prospects together, Elijah Green and James Wood. I think you could make a case for those two guys having the two highest ceilings in all of minor league baseball up to this point. I really look at them. You said it with James Wood. I think his ceiling is sky high. And then you look at Elijah Green. I think his ceiling could be even higher. That's like my hot take with this national team and looking at in this farm system. But to keep along with the momentum here we have with James Wood, I think that James Wood, especially the fact that we didn't really expect him to hit for average, and that is kind of something that he has done pretty damn well so far, batting 300. So what do you see with that? Is that sustainable at this point? 
I want to say anything's possible because it was really, oh, of course, power, of course, this. And then he starts hitting for average. And you're like, okay, what can't he do? Mm-hmm. So I do think it's sustainable. And I really think that he is flashing all of these tools. And he's a player that all of them want to get better, but he knows the potential that he has. And he's been working out on his own, asking people. And he's also asking older guys, what can I do? Hey, I'm noticing something. How can I fix it? How can I make it better? And having the realization at his young age already of, hey, I'm noticing something. How do I fix it? You can't teach that. You can't teach somebody to have that level of self-awareness at this age. And that's a great point as well. Savannah, have you seen James Wood in person yet? One time. And I didn't see the best version of James Wood. So I really was like, are you kidding me? So now I'm like, I have to go back. Or I'm his bad luck charm. I don't know which one it is. So we'll see. Once I get my second look, I'll let you know if it's me or, you know, it's just a bad day. All right. Besides the baseball portion of this, I look at James Wood and he's 6'7". I mean, this is like, I believe his father was a professional basketball player at one point, or at least played in college at one point. I don't know where or when that was, but I mean, I look at him and the easy comparison to make is like, Aaron judge. Like, you know, I look at him. Is that kind of someone, a player that we look at and say, like, I'm not going to say that he's going to be the home run King in the national league, but the frame, the power, the hitting tool, the fielding, the defense, everything that he brings to the table. I think that is something that the nationals value immensely looking at him. Absolutely. And when you look at normally a player of that size, you don't think of him as a defensive player, someone that can run fast, someone that's going to be able to be agile, move around and be in such a strong defensive position. But then we had Aaron Judge and Aaron Judge did it. And he did it so well that everyone's like, well, Aaron Judge is the greatest player in baseball right now. And he's the home run king. So now it's an easy comparison to look at James Woods someone that has a similar makeup, you know, physically and at the plate and defensively and say, Is he the next Aaron Judge? Is this something that is totally out of the question? He has the power. He has the defensive ability. He has all of these makings and tools. So I don't think it's a crazy comparison. And it's something we hear quite a bit. And not just because they're both tall. (laughs) And that's that's the part that I talk about with a lot of people around the building here. And I I work with Savannah over at 106.7 The Fan. She's in that little shtick circle as well where we're all talking about baseball or whatever it may be. Usually it's Dan Snyder as, uh, you know, that's what we do around here in Washington, D.C. But we also like to talk prospects. And so we talked about James Wood. There's also another guy that I mentioned earlier with Elijah Green. And this is his first full professional season. But looking at it last year in the draft, I believe Elijah Green probably would have been the number one pick if it weren't for some of his swing tools that were a little missing. He strikes out a lot, and now you're starting to see that down in the minor leagues. But what are your thoughts on Elijah Green so far for about the first year in the system with the Nationals? I mean, you said it before, his ceiling could be higher than James Wood. And to have these two prospects in the same system is crazy. Because when I was ranking the national system for Baseball America, I was asking everyone, you know, who who's the top prospect? Is it James Wood? Is it Elijah Green? And that's the best system and this best problem that this system has Mm -hmm. is you could make a case for either one of them. Now, James Wood has proven himself and we can see, you know, we just gushed about him for five minutes of how great he is. And Elijah Green, you have to take a step back and say, okay, he's, he's a little aggressive at the plate. Okay, he's not making the best swing decisions yet. But when he does make power and make content contact, he's making such loud contact. And when he is flashing his tools, they're even better than we can imagine. So it's one of those things that I do think with age, 
and with a little bit of taking a step back and kind of that learning of here's what I can do. I don't need to swing at everything. Okay, I need to learn how to better read pitches from players who are I know are trying to get me out. So just taking that step back, I think that's going to come with age with him. And I do think that the top of this national system, it could change every single time we do an update of depending on the month, who's better? Because they really are, their ceilings are so high. And that is the exciting part with this national team, especially like considering that we have the number two overall pick this year, you could be adding another impactful player to the top of that system. But here's the thing with Elijah Green that does concern me. And I kind of mentioned it saying that the strikeout rate has been high up to this point. He's been striking out and at least two at bats per game. And and this is only through uh, the first few weeks of the season. But considering the fact that I believe he struck out and I want to say 20% of his at bats in high school for me. That is concerning, but for you guys, like the experts and what you're looking at when you're digging into these farm system guys, is that something that you guys kind of can look past or are you considering all of this or is it just a learning curve that he's going to have to understand someday? Like, Hey, cut out in the strikeouts. You'll be okay. There is some part of it that we do think comes with age and especially the developmental of the farm system, just being like, Hey, you know, let's cut back a little bit, Mm -hmm. but there are guys that do just like to swing at everything. They're like, hey, I know I can hit this. I can hit it, you know, 600 feet if I want to. And I do think he has the power to do that, but it's making the smart decision of I don't have to do that. So it is one of those things that we'll have to see with age of, is it just in him that, you know, he wants to swing at everything. He wants to be a home run hitter. He wants to be super powerful. Or does he want to be one of those guys that can say, I don't have to, I don't need to prove myself. I personally think that he will learn that. I think he's just excited right now. Obviously, you're amped up. You were just a super high draft pick. You're with this new organization. Like, hey, look what I can do. I think he'll calm down a little bit in the aggressiveness because, what, like I said, when he does make contact, it's incredible. So I'm hoping that feeling sticks with him where he says, okay, I really like how that feels. Let's do that <laughs> a little bit more. <laughs> Savannah, did you play softball or baseball growing up? No, I am the least oh person you will ever meet but i'm really good at watching it and really good at talking about it because <laughs> i was gonna say i was like i get it elijah green i played growing up that high fastball it's sitting in your chest it's just you, you want to swing at it all day so it's something that'll come eventually i believe in but we'll just have to see but savannah i gotta talk to my friends over here about my friends at ultimate baseball gm before we get into some other minor league prospects and as well as some of the prospects already up in the majors. But as I said, I'm going to tell you guys about my friends at ultimate baseball GM and guys, this is the coolest game I've played in a long time. And I've always thought it could be a great major league GM, but guess what? It's not as easy as it looks. I get to handpick all these personal trainer trainers and all these coaches, all these different things that Mike Rizzo of the Washington nationals also gets to do. And that is why I love it because what isn't the dream job that isn't ultimate baseball GM. I can tell you that for a damn fact that this game is legit and it makes you feel like you're part of major league baseball's foundation with either being a president of baseball operations or just a general manager. You get the experience with ultimate baseball GM and locked on nationals listeners get a hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in the game store. So make sure to check it out. Download the game. Just visit probaseballgm.com. Scan the code or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. 
And now we get back into it here with Savannah McCann from 106.7 The Fan and as well as Baseball America. Savannah, side note real quick, I'm going to get sidetracked. Savannah McCann on The Fan is one of the best rhymes in Odyssey's history. Can you confirm? A hundred percent. I think it's half the reason I got the job. (laughs) So for some people who don't know, she does updates over on 106.7 The Fan and her calling sign is Savannah McCann on 106.7 The Fan. And it just sounds perfect. <laughs> it's so good. Like, I can never change my last name. Like, I've already told my fiance, I was like, just so you know, like, I'm going to have to keep this because it sounds too good or the radio station has to change their name. So we'll see what you <laughs> first. All right. So, you know what? You mentioned uh, you mentioned that you, you did get engaged. So also congratulations oh, on you. that, by the way. And I, I wanted to ask you this question in honor of you getting engaged. With the Nationals have some prospects on the Major League roster. Which Nationals prospect is Savannah McCann married to on the Nationals roster currently? You got a couple guys like a C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray. Who's Savannah McCann's? That's a really good question. Mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore has been yeah. so impressive this season, and I knew he could be. I was so excited for him. And just to have somebody that I've been talking of, that's been as advertised just feels so good. So Mackenzie Gore is my guy. I'm all about it. Josiah Gray, if you had a little bit of run support behind you, you could be my guy, but Mackenzie Gore, I'm all in. Same. And I, I've been talking up Mackenzie Gore all off season. And I think like even dating back to last year at the Padres, he was actually really damn good outside of a few kind of tough starts. He had an elbow injury mixed in there, which is, you know, not great for a 23 year old down in the major leagues, but Looking beside that point, and I do I do want to get into more prospects here, but I, I want to stop here and get your thoughts on C.J. Abrams real quick as it's kind of been a tough go for it, but you guys at Baseball America have talked him up. A lot of people do believe in them, and I believe in yourself. I think you are a C.J. Abrams gal yourself. Am I right? I absolutely am. One of the things that I think we forget and is lost on us because he graduated prospect status is how young he is and how quick his development was. The Padres really did rush him up to the major leagues, and he didn't have a ton of time in the minors to develop the swing and miss, you know, let's take a step back. He didn't have a ton of time at the shortstop position of, let me get my feet under me, let me make sure I'm making smart plays and the correct plays. He's so young, and those things come with time, development, and reps. Those are three things that he didn't get a ton of. So when he came over to Washington and he's in AAA for a couple of games, I was like, okay, this is going to be his opportunity. He's going to develop. He's going to slow down a bit. And then always knowing he's going to be the major league shortstop. And I think he's still figuring it out, which is not the answer Nats fans want to hear of mm-hmm. give him time. Don't worry. It's going to work out. But I mean, give everybody time. Don't worry. It's yeah. going to work out. It's not like he is the one thing that's wrong with this team or his defense is the only issue with letting runs score. So I think let him develop, let him have time. And I do think he's going to be that top level prospect that came over in the Padres trade that we're going to say, oh, wow, I can't believe we got that for that. And I I totally agree with that as well. I think a lot of people have been kind of jumping the guns a little bit when it comes to C.J. Abrams, because even then, like if let's say the Nationals drafted him, I believe C.J. Abrams back in 2019 or 2020, I forgot where he was drafted. They all blend in together at this point. But I think if he was drafted by the Nationals, he would definitely have not been rushed up the way that he was with the Padres. Because last year with Tatis, 
They were in a win-now situation. Tatis was out for the first half of the season. They needed some talent in flux, and they just said, hey, C.J. Abrams, our top 10 pick. He's been pretty damn good so far in the minor leagues. Let's see what he can do in the major leagues. So I think a lot of people kind of get lost in that aspect of it as well, if that makes any sense, that if the Nationals just drafted him and developed him himself, I still think you'd be looking at someone who's maybe in AAA at this point. But that's beside the point. Savannah, you came with some sleepers today down in the Nationals farm system, and I want to hear them because this is what I love. I love a good underdog. I always root for the underdog. That is why I'm a Nationals fan. After all, we are the ultimate underdogs in 2023. Are we going to win too many games? Probably not. But as Bruce Allen would say, we are winning off the field. And here's the thing. We win with Nationals prospect talks, and I need some sleepers from Savannah McCann. Give me them. So Trey Lipscomb was drafted last year out of college. He's going to play third base. He is such a leader. I want to talk about somebody winning off the field. He <laughs> just has that innate ability to get people to listen to him. And as one of the older guys on the team, he's been able to command a room and tell people, this is what you need to do. And people want to listen to him. And that's huge. You can't teach that. But then he's also getting better himself. He spent so much time in the weight room. He's putting on good muscle and not like the Victor Robles good muscle, like genuine good <laughs> muscle that he's still staying fast and lean. He's changing his stance at the plate. And he's done so many things in one off season that's already made you have to stop and go, wait a second, we drafted you last year and you're already leaps and bounds better than you were last season. How is this possible? So somebody that's working that hard to get better and especially a leader in a clubhouse, you can't ask for more. And I think he's going to move up very quickly in the Nats farm system. Wow. So Trey Lipscomb, honest, I'm going to be 100% honest. I, I Obviously, I know the name. I read up on him a little bit. But he was kind of an intriguing guy. If I remember, he was a third-round pick maybe out of Tennessee. And that Tennessee team last year was baller. <laughs> so, so, I mean – if you're going to tell me that he's going to be the sleeper of this, then I love it. But, hey, I do want to ask you about one particular pitcher. And you may remember, you were on the sports junkies, Jackson Rutledge. Jackson Rutledge. Eric Bickle called me out and was like, oh, Ryan says Jackson Rutledge sucks. First off, I never said he sucks, Eric Bickle. He's definitely not listening to this. But no chance he's listening to this. But. He said, he's like, oh, yeah, Ryan just said he stinks. I never said that. Here's what I did say. Okay. <laughs> so, well, so here, yeah, be ready. I didn't say he sucks. I said that I think at this point, Jackson Rutledge is probably going to be a bullpen guy for the Nationals down the road. But I look at him now. Jackson Rutledge has actually been really damn good so far for the Nationals so far this year. And I believe you kind of have some thoughts on what he could do for this Nationals team, considering he was a former first-round pick and he had high hopes at one point. Okay, I was ready to come on this podcast swinging, like in defense of Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you addressed it first, because when Eric Bickle said that, I was like, Jackson Rutledge does not suck. I have stats, I have proof, I have skills. Let me come with receipts. So I have receipts, but yes. Had you had asked me before, Jackson Rutledge probably would have been a bullpen guy. And I think he, for a first round pick, 
we all think, dang, that sucks. But I think it would have been very talented in the bullpen. However, and I know before I even say all of this, age 24 season, injured, never played above. I get it. I hear you. However, this spring training, I had a scout tell me that Jackson Rutledge was flashing number two starter stuff and that Jackson Rutledge is back. Okay. I'll, I'll take it. Cause you, you're talking to national sources. Obviously you're in that business of things. We trust your word for it. And obviously Jackson Rutledge when coming out, I believe drafted back in 2019, he was a really, not a huge prospect, but considerable. This is how I consider huge. He was drafted <laughs> drafted. He was invited to the draft in New York, which kind of gives you a basis of what these scouts and what these MLB philosophers, whatever you want to call them, believe in this guy. But Savannah, let's wrap up after this. I, but before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our new friends over on better help. And are you getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Therapy is all about depending on your self-awareness and understanding, because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. And here's your thing with BetterHelp. Discuss, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get your 10% off your very first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnMLB. Again, that is BetterHelp.com slash MLB. And Savannah, let's wrap it up here with this Washington Nationals team. And let's just wrap it up on the Nationals as a whole, because I do know you you follow them. Obviously, you're into the prospects and all that, but this is going to be a pretty rough season, right? <laughs> it's going to be a rough season, but I did say I took them on the over, if you're into betting at all. Very their- much so. Okay, on their win total the season, I did take the over when it was at like 52. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I don't know how much I'm loving that bet, but I'm sticking to it because I've said it on multiple platforms now. So I'm Mm -hmm. sticking with it. But no, I do think that the best part is, is that I think my job and your job are going to come together here very quickly. A lot of these young names are going to start coming up. And this team is, even if they don't win, they're at least going to be exciting. You're going to start seeing a lot of these names that you've heard of a lot and you've seen and you're like, oh, and you get a glimpse of the future. So it's at least going to be a hopeful season if you don't look at wins and losses. Exactly. And, and you know what? That That is right. I try to remind people that I'm like, listen, we're in the moment now. I know it's not great. It's not that much fun to watch. But again, as these young guys come up and also I think a lot of people sleep on this fact. Mike Rizzo was the architect of that run through the 2010s for the Washington Nationals. People got to trust the process. I think we'll be just fine down the road as far as you sign off on that as well. Absolutely. When Robert Castle makes his debut this summer, everyone's going to forget the fact they've only had 40 wins. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. <laughs> and that was someone, honestly, we left off today. But since you mentioned him, do you have anything on Robert Hassel? Any insight on what he could bring to the table? So he's still rehabbing right now, but his wrist is looking so much better. And power was a huge concern of his. And if he can unlock that power, it was something of like, well, he's going to be caught up even sooner. And you can already see the difference in his swing and the way he's holding himself. You can tell 
this guy's feeling better. And that wrist was such a huge issue last season. We already know it's going to hit for average, but I think the power is going to unlock here very quickly. All right, Savannah, this was awesome today. I really appreciate you hopping on. So thank you for the time today. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for watching Locked On Nationals today and listening wherever you get your podcast. I will be talking to you guys tomorrow. So you have a good day and go Nats.